Yo, yo, beautiful people, y'all already know what's going on. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at in the world right now, y'all know what's finna go down. It's your boy D Wood, and this is another Camper Chronicle Productions. This is the Bringing the Wood podcast, man. And I thank y'all for tuning in on this Thursday. It's looking like fall, y'all. I'm a fall baby birthday in uh, five days, counting today, November 20th. I'm a fall baby, so I enjoy this weather. Been waiting on it. Throw some firewood in the, in the fireplace now. You feel me? Hot chocolate with the hen dog. Yeah, it's going to be a fun fall, man. But uh, nah, shout out to everybody who tuning in. Y'all know what's going on. We're going to get straight to it. Uh, No big check because I'm actually filming way earlier. I got a dentist appointment. So I'm going to kind of be quick, man. In and out. Uh, A lot happened this morning. (laughs) Yeah. But y'all know, I'm still here to bring the news. We're starting with the NBA. And the first thing I want to start with is Kelly Oubre. For y'all that don't know, that was Saturday. Yeah, that was after the Friday episode. Saturday, uh... The Sixers uh, wingman was hit by a car, struck by a car in Philly, uh, suffered broken ribs, but uh, was out of the hospital. I want to say maybe the same day, if not the next day, um, said he's going to be able to play this year. And they're saying he could be back in maybe two plus weeks. So maybe like I'll say a month, give him a month off. They say he only suffers from broken ribs. So he'll be off for about a month, maybe a little bit over a month. Before he can return to the team, which they're going to need him. He's a good player for them. Uh, He's been playing pretty solid. But, again, health is everything. So I'm glad that it wasn't worse. I'm glad he's still here with us. And uh, I'm glad he'll actually be able to recover and be able to continue to do the thing he loves to do, and that's play basketball. So uh, uh, definitely shout out to Kelly Oubre for that because, man, that's uh, that's scary as hell. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, shout out to Kelly Oubre and his people, man. Blessings. And see you soon, champ. Get, Get well. Uh, something else that I wouldn't say was scary, but was lit. I don't know if y'all see that was that Tuesday. Draymond and them, Draymond tripping, uh, Draymond and Gobert, and, uh, Clay McDaniel's. They all got into it at the Warrior game, man. It was lit. Draymond choked out Gobert. Uh, I thought some other people should have been suspended too, but that's neither here nor there. We know Dre gonna get suspended though. It's Dre. Dre gonna get his. Uh, and Dre was suspended for five games. I'll get into the game to itself shortly, but that was just one of those main things. Uh, Clay, Gobert, and McDaniel was also fined 25K, and Draymond will also miss out on about, man, I'm going to say about, I think they said about $770,000 for missing these next five games. So, yeah, that's that definitely going to, you know, uh, you know, I ain't counting this pocket, so I don't know if it's going to hurt or not, but again, boy, missing out on some paper. Uh, but, uh, shit, I think he'd do it again if the thing happened all over again. He's going to protect this guy. Rudy did run up behind Clay real abruptly, so Dre gonna step for his boy. So I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really hating at all on that. <laughs> and then on that same day though, Anthony Davis and Desmond Bain and them got into it. It was just real tense, man. On Tuesday, Tuesday was tense, y'all. It was real tense on Tuesday at the league, uh, and they was letting their hair down, man. And they was, they was ready to get after it. So it was, it was definitely fun to watch though, uh, to see a little bit of intensity, a little trash, you know, a little. A little scuffle every now and again don't hurt nobody, man, you know. Uh, but everybody's safe, healthy. Nobody was hurt, seriously. Maybe some egos, but uh, everybody was straight. <laughs> um, also want to talk about the Clippers. The Clippers signed Daniel Thice. Um, He got a buyout. He's going to sign with the Clippers. He's buying out with the Pacers. Pacers obviously don't need him right now. He doesn't even play and make the rotation. Uh, but he's definitely going to help out the Clippers um, because Zubac, is good, but he can't. He not really athletic. Daniel Thice is a little bit more athletic. He can shoot the three a little bit. Um, he can be. He can switch a little bit better, 
and pick and rolls when they're trying to pick on him. So I definitely think this is a good pickup for the Clippers. Helps them out um, in their help in rotation. They can play him with P.J. Tucker as well. You know what I'm saying? They can space the floor. They can both defend multiple positions. They can switch on everything. So I think those are some of the things that can help him out with uh, Daniel Thijs being signed to the Clippers. And then the Nuggets ended up signing Mike Malone, which makes sense. You win the championship, you get re-signed, dog. And uh, it makes him the highest paid uh, makes him the highest paid coach and in, in one of the highest paid coaches in the NBA. Not the highest, but one of the highest. But uh, shout out to him and what the Nuggets are doing and what they're doing right now as the season's going on without uh, Murray right now, who's out right now and be out for at least another week or two. So they're still handling business. Um, so I definitely think that's a good look for them. and shows the uh, type of coach he is and the type of players he have. And they kind of, you know, resemble him, man. A little smart, gritty players who know what they're doing. You know, he's definitely a smart coach who knows what he's doing, and he makes adjustments uh, as as the season wanes. So, uh, shout out to Mike Malone on getting re-signed for sure. Uh, Got to talk about Ben Simmons, man. Uh, they say he's going to miss some time. They didn't even pick a timetable, but he's got some nerve issue. You know, that back. Um, so, he's going to take some time off to rehab. They gave him no timetable to return, but he won't need surgery. So, he will be back this season. Just depends on when and where. Um, so that's the, that's the, you know, that's the thing with, uh, with that man, Ben, man, you know, we ended up still getting a win without him, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough dog. Definitely tough. But, uh, we played the Magics yesterday. Magics are a very good team. Solid this year. I think they're five and five. Um, after the loss to us yesterday, 104 to 124. Um, again, then when he goes off for 29 points, like he's not going to consistently go out and get us 29 and nine, you know what I'm saying? So, but we're going to need that 20 points from Cam Johnson and we're going to definitely need more than 21 from Michael Bridges, but he might just be a number two and you know, he can't really take over that one, that one row. Um, Nick's Claxton played his first game back, 8.6 rebounds also had two blocks. So, uh, he'll slowly get, get back into the rhythm of things he hadn't played all season. So, It'll just be a, a ramp-up process for him. He played only 21 minutes. Uh, Lonnie Walker's been pretty solid off the bench for us. He had 11 points. Royce O'Neal with 13. And De'Aaron, De'Aaron Sharp uh, had a double-double off the bench. I think those are, like, good numbers. Again, if our bench can consistently play like that and get double figures from two to three guys off the bench every night, uh, whether it's Dennis Smith, whether it's Walker, whether it's O'Neal, Sharp, or, you know, when Cam Johnson come back and we stick one of these other guys on the bench, more likely to be Dinwiddie. Um, you know, if we can get that consistency, then I like the way our team looks. Um, but that's uh that's that's what we're gonna have to get consistent on though for sure. Is who's going to be our lead guy. Obviously, like I said, Cam Thomas right now, scoring wise, is the lead scorer, whether he's starting off the bench, but I said, man, so he can become a playmaker and get nine assists while scoring 20 points like Dinwiddie did, it's going to be hard for us to win with him as our best scorer because he can't facilitate. So I think that's something he has to develop if he wants to take that next step and be a bona fide starter for us and not going back to the bench. So uh, it's something he has to think about, something he has to work on when he comes back. But as far as that, uh, my Nets, we're doing all right right now. We're sitting at uh, six and five, you know what I'm saying, over 500. So... It's early in the season. We still got some things to gel. Again, we just got Nick Claxton back. No Cam Thomas now. So we gon' we, we still filling things out. No Ben Simmons as well. So we we gotta we we still 
you feel me, putting different pieces together. Shout out to Jock Vaughn for continuing to coach his ass off. I do like him as a coach for us, though. So um, I like what we got going. Um, now to get back to that Warriors game, though, that they did end up losing to uh, the Timberwolves on Tuesday after the scruffle because Dre was ejected, Clay was ejected. Rudy Gobert wasn't ejected when he ran up over there, I guess, you know, but McDaniels was ejected as well. Um, but it was still was a tough, hard-fought battle. Anthony Edwards hit the, the game ceiling three-pointer on towards the end. The Warriors had a million chances to win this game and was winning most of the game with, uh, again, a team that they wasn't expected to have. Um, the Rook, the young cat, Posimity, Posimity, uh, he came off the bench, 23.7 rebounds, five assists. Kevin Looney brought another 12 boards off the bench. Um, I think they needed more from Jonathan Kaminga. Gary Payton Jr. had another seven. Moses Moody, who I really, really like, brought in, got 11 off the bench. Again, 15 from Paul. Dario Saric had another 21 points. Um, Wiggins underperformed, 9.7 rebounds. And again, this game still was a three-point game, uh, 101 to 104. The Timberwolves got the win. And I definitely like what the Warriors did. Again, and this is no Steph, no Clay, no Dre. So you, you go out there and you still perform like that. Chris Paul struggled, but he still got guys in good position to get buckets. He got a lot of open shots to Dario Sarge, who made some big threes and showed why uh, he's going to be a key player for them, especially as a stretch big for him going down the stretch. So I, I definitely like that. I liked it that. And uh, I think Moses Moody is earning more and more minutes uh, the more he gets on the floor because um, he's a very, very good scorer, and he's uh, a willing defender. He's not as good a defender as Kaminga is, and I think that's why Kaminga still gets a little bit more minutes because him and GP defend at a high level, and Moody's not an elite-level defender, but he tries. You know what I'm saying? He's not just getting Olayed every play, so I think that's something he can build on if he can get more minutes out there because uh, what Andrew Wiggins did in 28 minutes was was not needed. <laughs> but I do want to shout out to Kings, Carl Anthony Towns, took advantage of no Draymond. Uh, and went out there and got 33 points, 11 rebounds, 5 for 12 from the three-point line, shot really well. Anthony Edwards brought in another 20 points. And uh, they got the win as a collective. Again, sprinkled in a couple uh, 10 points from Nas Reed, 13 points from Conley, a big-time corner three from Conley late. And uh, it got him a, a big-time win. But uh, it was a good game. I definitely enjoyed it again. The Kings, I mean, not the Kings. I'm getting ready to talk about the Kings. But Timberwolves sitting at 8-2 and two right now, one of the best records in the league. Uh, undefeated in the play-in tournament right now. Uh, I'm not sure if the, the loss to Phoenix was a play, was a was the in-season tournament or not. I'll have to double-check that. But, again, 8-2 and two on the season. Uh, the Kings are, are looking decent, man. I'm not even going to front. Again, it's early. We'll see how the season wanes out uh, with injuries and just teams getting better and trades and adjustments. You know, Zach Levine's out there being talked about in trades. So, we'll, we'll definitely see. But I definitely like what the, what the Kings are doing right now. Anthony Edwards is, is playing lights out. And Carl uh, Anthony Downs, if he can be consistent and go out there and be a 28-point-per-game, 30-point-per-game big man, which his skill set says, um, uh, the Kings could be – I mean, <laughs> not the Kings. The Kings could be a tough out too. But the T-Wolves could be a, a real, real tough out um, if these guys are going to play this good uh, and this together as well. Outside of them not getting Draymond off their boy, that was the only togetherness that I didn't see. One of y'all should have got Draymond off your boy. That's the only thing I'll say. I don't know how y'all should have did it, but y'all should have got Draymond off your boy. He drugged your mans around a little bit. That that wasn't, that didn't, yeah, that wasn't it though. But this is why I keep talking about the Kings because the Kings played last night and uh, 
part-time interesting game against the Lakers. It was interesting for a little bit. Got it. Their Lakers got it down to 10, got it down to 8, got it down to 5. Early in the game, got it down to 5. Late in the game, got it down to 10. But uh, they could never really recover, and it would end up being a, a runaway win for the Kings, 125-110. Um, again, De'Aaron Fox is back. Kings went on a little slide with no De'Aaron Fox. That'll happen when your best player is out. So it's unfortunately it's expected when your best player out that y'all gonna y'all gonna lose y'all gonna lose some games. It's gonna happen like that. But again, you got a good coach in Mike Brown coaching his boys up. You get De'Aaron Fox back, and boom, boom, that's two straight wins. And De'Aaron Fox played well as always. Twenty-eight points, five rebounds, five assists. Had about two or three steals as well. Again, Demonte Sabonis is picking his game up. He hit a three, two for two from the free throw line. Twenty-nine points, sixteen boards, seven assists. Uh, Kevin Huter as well with 28 points. Probably his best game of the season so far. And again, we're not expecting him to get 28 points every night. But between him and Keegan Murray, as long as one of those dudes can stay hot, because Murray wasn't hot this game last night. Again, he got hurt as well and had to go to the back. But if you can get one of those dudes, whether it's Herter, Murray, or Monk off the bench, as long as one of those three dudes always come in and help out and get him another double-digit score, because, again, we're not depending on Harrison Barnes. He's just there for veteran leadership. Ah, my bad, drinking tea. But, yeah, Harrison Barnes ain't there for much no more. But, again, he had a solid night, 13 points. He was 3 for 6 from the 3, 5 for 10 from the field. That's all we need from Harrison Barnes. Coach him up, veteran player. But, again, they're going to need one of those role players, whether it's Huter, Murray, or, again, Malik Monk off the bench. To help them guys out um, down the stretch because those guys are going to get tired because they are usage players. They get a lot of work and uh, they make a lot of plays for the team. So, again, uh, that would be my only take on the Kings. Other than that, though, um, I love the pickup of Juvel McGee. Uh, he plays so well for them. And if he needs to start at any time, he can and just be a plug-in and play player. He's very, very versatile. And his impact was felt last night in the game as well, 7.6 rebounds. Uh, I think Juvel McGee was a big pickup for these guys. Again, he knows the system. He knows the coach. Won two rings with these dudes. So uh, with this, with, with, with the staff more so, I'm saying not these dudes. We won one with the Lakers, but won two rings with the Warriors. And these are a lot of the Warriors staffers on this Kings team. So it's real rapport for him, and it shows he was able to come in and be a big help off the bench instantly. I think that was a big pickup that's going to go far for them uh, as the season goes on. But I got to talk about the Lakers. Uh, not necessarily. I do. I do. I don't really talk about them much. Um, but I'll say this. LeBron played his ass off last night. Even D'Angelo Russell played well. Anthony Davis uh, underperformed. And, uh, you know, me and my homie Jason, Jay Ledge, uh, we always talk about Anthony Davis, man. We thought he shouldn't have been on the top 75 players. We thought Dwight Howard should have been on there instead of him. And uh, I think that, man, I don't know what it is. When he get hurt, it's, it's, it's tough. And, again, if he has his normal night, they win this game. Cam Reddish came with 16 points. If he does his normal due diligence, they win this hoop game. Or if it's closer and they have an opportunity to win, I'll say that. I'm not going to say they win it. But it's close enough for them to have an opportunity to win the game. Uh, I don't know what they need to do. I don't know exactly what they can do to help that out. But uh, he's got to be consistent because by the time undefeated, so LeBron is still going the arrow. 
as good as he's playing, the arrow's still going to point down. He had a triple-double last night, but again, he's on his way down more than he's back on his way up. So he's still going to have spurts where he's not going to be able to go out there and do this. And that's what he got AD there for, or supposed to have AD there for. And uh, he's just not showing up right now. And I definitely think that's going to hurt them in the long run. Uh, unless they go out and make a trade, go get somebody. Or, you know, I'm not saying trade Anthony Davis, but they need, they going to, unless Austin Reeves can get consistent. Again, you know what happens when you get paid. You get that money. You start overpressing and trying to show why you got the money. And, you know, he's had a rough start so far this far in the year. And that's also hurting those guys. But, um. Again, they got a lot of talent on this team, a lot of players. You can mix and match and see what, what the lineups do and try to get this thing uh, right. You know what I'm saying? They got It's still early in the season again, so nobody, none of the teams that are losing need to jump out the window. Uh, it's still early in the year, and again, it's, again, super early. So, uh, But, you know, that age for their two best players is, is everything, and uh, they got to be on the court, and they got to be effective when they're on the court. Because if those dudes are having bad nights, AD and LeBron, it's going to be hard for the Lakers to win. So they don't got, yeah, it ain't like that. <laughs> those guys got to play well for this team to be successful. Uh, but we also got two games today. My Nets step out there. Again, we 6-5. and five. We go to Miami to take on the Heat. These are the in-season tournament games. So these will be in-season tournament games. I think it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Fridays. I don't know, bro. I ain't on front. I'm trying to keep up with it. <laughs> uh, but we play at 430 on NBA TV. We take on the 74 Miami Heat. Very good team. Jimmy Butler led. Bam. Tyler Hero. They, it, it shall be a doozy. And then uh, 7 o'clock on NBA TV. The 7 and 4 Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Looking really, really good. Uh, Chet Holmgren has some up and down moments, but you see the potential in him. Shea Gilders Alexander is is still a, a just a rising star in the making. If he ain't already considered a star, but the kid can ball out and he's a playmaker, he's a defender, shooter, he he he's, he has it all, man. And uh, he's putting it together, and he's got these young guys growing with him. And uh, I think they're gonna have a, a good year this year. But they're uh, traveling to the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors, six and six Warriors. Obviously, Draymond's suspension starts now, uh, so he'll be out. No Draymond, so we'll see a lot of Kevin Looney, Dario Saric. More Chris Paul. Maybe they maybe they start Chris Paul. Obviously, no no Curry still Curry out for another two weeks. So Chris Paul will still be starting. Um, but who they start now instead of Draymond, we shall see. They got a couple different ways they could go. If they want to go small, you go Kaminga. Not you bring Looney back in. Uh, I think they'll just. I think it'll kind of fluctuate depending on the teams they play. But again, Warriors Thunder at seven on NBA TV. Uh, and that's really it for the NBA. Um, real light today, so uh, yeah, we gonna we gonna keep it keep it pushing. We gonna get straight to the NFL because we got some we got some 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 ish to talk about. First thing I'll start with Deshaun Watson, man, out for the year, uh, broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Uh, he played the whole rest of the game. He only missed one play in that Raven game after that play where he where he allegedly broke it at. He took one playoff and he took that off of his foot. And then came back in and, and played the whole game. Uh, and that was just because he couldn't throw the Hail Mary. So he took took the one playoff because so he, he couldn't throw the Hail Mary. Oh, excuse me. And and uh, played the whole game with that shoulder. 
I think it's going to be tough for them now, though. Again, I thought they had the potential to win the division. As you've seen, they beat the Ravens. I told you, I'm like, I like I like the Browns. Again, I picked the Ravens to win this division when it started, but I told you I'm always be a realist. And watching the Browns play, bro, they got all the requisite parts to be to win that division. Obviously, now it's going to be tough with the quarterback being out. That's going to uh, shake some things up. Again, they're going with DTR. Some people want to know why. Didn't they go with P.J. Walker? Because they know what P.J. Walker is. It's like we know what he is. We know what he can do. We know what he, we've seen him in this system uh, with, with time to – uh, learn the playbook, <clears throat> get a full week of, you know, studying, a full week of preparation. We've seen P.J. Walker with that. Let's see what we get now with a full week of preparation with DTR. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew Deshaun Watson was going to be out for the season <laughs> right after the game. You know what I'm saying? So they've been preparing DTR all week uh, for the game on Sunday against the Steelers. I think he'll be well prepared, and they're going to give him a couple games. Um, while they're still why still early and they're still in the balance and still in the playoff hunt, you give them a game, maybe two, to see if he can handle it. And if he can, bam, you guys got a, a, a better option. But if not, you can always go back to PJ. You know, I think that's just kind of what it is. You want to see what you got. Again, with Brock Purdy doing what he's doing, with Aiden O'Connor kind of doing decent, you know, with, with all these rookies and young guys coming in and playing well, CJ, it's like everybody wants to see if they got one of the guys on their team. Even with the slight success of Will Levis. Guys want to see uh, if their quarterback is the next that, you know. So I, I see why they're going to give him a chance. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what he does this week. Uh, the Hard Knocks start on November 21st. The Dolphins midseason Hard Knocks. I think that's going to be fun. They got a lot of characters over there. Christian Wilkins, Tua. You've seen Cornrow Tua now. I feel like that's a little extra for the Hard Knocks. <laughs> Cornrow Tua. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, like I said, Christian Wilkinson, Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the list goes on and on. They got a lot of characters over there. I think it's going to be a fun watch. I will tune into that on Tuesday uh, on HBO Max. Uh, I think it shall be a fun watch. I also want to talk about the Raiders signing cornerback Jack Jones. Claimed him off the Ravers. He was cut by the Patriots. Jack Jones, former corner. Uh, at the University of Arizona State where Antonio Pierce, his new now head coach, was his defensive coordinator. And Antonio Pierce was his head coach slash defensive coordinator when he played in high school. So if anybody knows Jack Jones and what he can do, it's definitely this guy. And he'll probably get the most out of him. I think that'll be a good look for the Raiders. Um, also, I want to talk about uh, the Bills firing Ken Dorsey. That one was a surprise. He's 5-5 five and five this uh, uh, this year. Uh, they fired him, but I feel like he's been there since, what, 2019? Well, he started he started calling plays, what, last year after Dayball got the job in, in New York? And there's no problem with him last year. They didn't even make a mock, say anything was his problem. And now this year, you, he's got to shake something up, fire Ken Dorsey. I thought it was kind of whack. My personal opinion, but you got to shake something up when the team that's expected to play for a Super Bowl might not even be making the playoffs right now. So I understand how it go. I'm I'm not I'm not tripping. But hey, sorry, but I do think Ken Dorsey will get a job somewhere. I do think he has some skills. I think he can get a chance to be back quarterback coach or even an OC somewhere uh, to get another chance to get though to get it back get it back right. This was still early in his coaching career, so it's not too late to bounce back. Uh, another team in the AFC East. Mac Jones and the Patriots uh, locker room are not on the same page, man. A lot of guys are kind of done with Mac after the 2-8 start. And, again, man, I'm a big Mac Jones fan. 
I do think some is his fault, but I think a lot of it is on player personnel. But that goes up top with Bill, man. Bill don't Bill didn't have to get a lot of Bill didn't have to sign the free agents because Brady knew who was good and who wasn't. So Brady could tell him, yeah, sign him, sign him. I need him. I need him. Now you don't have Brady there to tell you who to get. Now you actually have to sign players. There's no players there. They don't have no talent in that locker room to help out Mac Jones. Uh, I do think, uh, though this will be his last year there, I do think the Patriots will potentially draft a quarterback, if not trade for one. Uh, will he get another chance? At least one more. At least one more swing at the apple. Uh, bite at the apple. Swing at the apple. Throw at the apple. I think he'll get one more shot uh, to uh, get a chance to be a starting quarterback in the league if this is the end of his uh, tenure as a Patriot. Uh, Jets hold a player only meeting after they lost to the Raiders, which we'll get into the loss. But uh, they hold a player's only meeting after, you know, these player only meetings. It's just telling everybody to get it together, get it while they're getting this good. Um, but the Jets just, man, they got a quarterback issue. That's it, man. Zach Wilson is underperforming. You know, he can't read coverages, and it's, it shows. It, he looks like Sam Darnold on the Jets. It, they're like the identical people. This amazing arm talent got this super-duper arm but in between the ears, bro, it's terrible. So, um, yeah, I think that's their problem right now. And, again, they wasn't expecting him to play quarterback. Hell, he wasn't expecting to play quarterback. So it just kind of happens like that. Um, and, and last but not least, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, Jason Pierre-Paul, to sign with the New Orleans Saints on a one-year deal. Um, you feel me? Uh, solid player. He's going to be able to help out. Pass rush situation, veteran player. Um, a fun player to watch in his time, you know, uh, a very athletic kid, you know, blew his hands off to plays with the gloves with the, with the only couple fingers on it. But, uh, yeah, Jason Pierre Paul to the New Orleans Saints shall be fun. And, uh, coming out of Atlanta, Arthur Smith is expected to remain the head coach through the end of the season. So he might not make it to next season, but he ain't going to get fired this season. And I do believe that Arthur Smith is a good coach, former Titans offense coordinator. If he do get fired, we should bring him back to be our OC. But I don't think he should be fired. I should give him a little bit more time, another draft class, another offseason, and just give him time to get the players in that he truly needs to run his offense. Um, and he's got the running back there. He's got the running back room there. Uh, I think he just needs to figure out a, a, one more wide receiver and, again, get somebody to get the ball to the playmakers, Drake London, Cal Pitts, uh, Desmond Ritter, Still got time, but uh, it's looking ugly for him, man. And I'm, again, another one of those Desmond Ritter guys. I like Ritter. Uh, I still think he shows some upside, but I do think they need some more weaponry out there as well. Or to feature B. John Robinson more in the offense. Maybe they don't want to overwork him his rookie year. But whatever they're doing, it don't look good right now. Especially in a division that's wide open. With, again, New Orleans not being just dominating and with Carr finna be potentially out with a concussion. Um, again, the Panthers are in total rebuild. Uh, and then who else you got in there? And then you got the Buccaneers who you feel me are right there on the cusp. So they got a, they got a real chance. They got a, a, a real chance to make something happen, but we'll see. But again, Mark, Arthur Smith, you at least get the rest of this season, my G, uh, to, to show your worth and hold your keep. I will. I'm gonna get into the last week games. I'll be brief though, especially about my Titans. Um, y'all heard what I say every week. Twenty carries for Derrick Henry, we win. Less than twenty carries, we lose. I say this. I sound like a revolving door. We got three wins, and in all three wins, Derrick Henry had twenty carries. 
I won't get into it no more. I don't think Will Levis needs to throw the ball 40 times in the game. The game was never really out of reach for him to have to throw the ball that many times. Um, again, Derrick Henry only 11 carries. Ty J Spears of five carries. I, I think we're throwing the ball too much. Again, all, and our offensive line isn't good enough for us to throw the ball like that. Or healthy. Maybe a little combination of both. Healthy and not good enough. Not healthy and not good enough to be throwing the ball 40 times. Maybe 30 times. Will show he can't throw the ball, so I'm not going to do him like I was doing the other guys with 20 to 25. He can push it 30 times. But we don't need him to go at 40 his rookie year in his fourth start. You know what I'm saying? Third start. So I do think that, again, that's play calling. This first-year offensive coordinator again. Uh, this is what happens when you have two coordinators leave back-to-back. After good seasons, now you just got to stick people in here. And now we just fired the coordinator last year after his first season. Potentially, Tim Kelly asked to be fired after his first season. It's just like the play calling is too inconsistent from game to game. Again, but you're only going to get better with repetitions. So I don't like firing guys after one year. But I, if I don't feel like you're making progress at the same time in this year, those are the things that, you know, I, I look at. Like, all right, yeah, it's your first year. But did you get better from week one to week 15, week 16, week 17? Right now, I would say no. He's been inconsistent up and down with the play call. It hints the fucking carries for Derrick Henry. So, again, uh, Cal Phillips is back. He three catches, 61 yards. Tajay Spears running back was second on the team receiving. We don't get D-hop the ball. Chigga Kwanku as our tight end. I expected him to be much better this year. Uh, definitely underperforming, getting open, and catching the football. Has a lot of drops. And then Traylon Burks, who we took in the first round, we traded AJ traded A.J. Green for, basically. I mean, A.J. Brown, my apologies. Traded A.J. Brown for. Here it is. You know what I'm saying? He can't stay on the field to stay healthy. Uh, Westbrook Akina is a rotational player. This guy was an undrafted free agent who's just earned his keep and works hard. And he's more of like a three, number four, four, five type guy. But we got him out here at the two. Um, We also got uh, Chris Moore, who we got from the Texans, who we don't really use like that. He's like a gadget player, but we don't do that gadget enough. Um, I think he's a very good deep threat. He's a very good 50-50 ball catcher. I think he should play a little bit more. But, again, we need another receiver. We need another tight end. And we need to hand the ball off to the guy in the 22 jersey. Uh, Again, sacked four times. Offensive line is not good. That's not going to help us either. Um, And, again, uh, Mike Evans killed us. Switching over to the defense now. Mike Evans killed us. No Sean Murphy bunting. Sean Murphy bunting is our best corner by a lot. Uh, Christian Fulton, I'm I'm not sold on him. I'm pretty I'm I'm okay with us letting him walk in the offseason and not paying him. I'm okay with that if they're okay with that. Roger McCrary is a good nickel. Uh, He got an interception in the game, but when he has to play outside, he's just small. He's on he's Christian Fulton's 5'10". He's probably like 5'9", 5'8". Like, he's even smaller. Uh, so we're very short back there in the secondary. We traded to get uh, Terrell Edmonds. He doesn't even play no more after... What game was that? Uh, that was the Pittsburgh game, I want to say. He got chewed up out there in the secondary. Uh, he didn't even play last game for us versus the Bucks. We're out there playing uh, Gainer, another undrafted cat, who we got out there playing nickel for us in strong safety. Because we're letting Elijah Moten and Imani Hooker play the safeties now. So it's just a bunch of jumbo back there in our secondary, and it needs a, it needs a lot of help. And I'm going to leave my Titans there at that. Offensive line help, secondary help, wide receiver help. That's what we need. Um, now on to better news. 
I just got back on the winning side of things versus a team that we expect to be good. And they made it look very, very easy. Dominated the Jaguars 34-3. Uh, Brock Purdy played very, very well. 20, 19, 26, 26 times he threw the ball. See what I'm saying? You don't even got to throw it a lot. You just got to be efficient when you throw and get it to the guys who can make plays. That's why I said we got to get some more playmakers. But 19 for 26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Was sacked twice. But, again, Christian McCaffrey, 16 carries, 95 yards. Debo Samuels had another three carries for 30 yards and a touchdown. George Kittle, three catches, 116, a touchdown. Ayuk had another touchdown. And Big Juice Check got one late. Uh, again, defense played very, very well. Chase Young had a sack. Uh, Bosa had a sack. It was a party back there. Hufunga got an interception. And they definitely made uh, that Jaguars offense look very, very regular. And uh, they, they dominated the game from start to finish. It looked good. It, it was good to see them do that and handle their business like that because, uh, man, four straight was tough. So definitely good to get back on the winning side of things. Uh, but, again, they dominated the game. Uh, was, we'll, we will see the Chase Young thing looks like that much more help. It's just that much more pressure coming from the other side. And, again, they still got – Randy Gregory to help rush the passer as well because Chase Young can rush from inside or out. Uh, Steve Wilkes is going to have a field day with this front, and it only helps out the back end. So, uh, big win for the Niners. Uh, shout out to them to the to the Frisco faithfuls. <laughs> and then Sunday night, Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders do it again, man. And to- Coach Antonio Pierce does it again. Two wins, first quarterback to ever win two games. Uh, when you were in your inf- interim season. No coach has ever won two games. First two games, except for Antonio Pierce. <clears throat> so shout out to Coach Pierce. Rallying the troops. Ooh, hold on. For rallying the troops and uh going out and getting a win, dog. Josh Jacobs, 27 carries, 116 yards. Um, no touchdowns, but again, he ran the ball well. Uh, and was dominant. Again, the Jets defense is no slouch. So to go out there and get 116 yards on that Jets defense that we know controls the line of scrimmage, that's no small feat. That takes pressure off of the rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, 16 for 27, 153 yards, um, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, was sacked three times, but touchdown to uh, Mike Meyer, Mayer, Mike Mayer, not Meyer, but Mayer, but uh, the rook, uh, my guy, big-time touchdown. Uh, I think he's going to be more of a red zone threat as the season go on. Uh, and I think these guys are just going to continue to get faith. Devontae Adams had his best game with O'Connell. Six catches for 86 yards. 13 targets. O'Connell definitely tried to get him the ball. Half his targets went to uh, uh, Devontae Adams. And I'm not mad at that at all. That's that's how you move coverage. That's how you push people back. And that's how you get a running back to go over 116. Again, it's going to be more of the same for the Raiders. Uh, being aggressive on offense, not being afraid to take shots, getting the ball into the playmaker's hands, handing the ball off to Jacobs, and the defense has to continue to play as well as they've been playing this year. They ain't playing lights out, but they've been playing some solid football. They get some takeaways. Again, they got two of them last night. I mean, not last night, but uh, on Sunday night. And uh, they made it hard for Zach Wilson. Um, got the got him. They got him with a fumble and an interception again. And on the other end, man, it's just tough for Zach Wilson, dog. Throws the ball 40 times, too many times to be throwing the ball when you got a running back like Brees Hall. But, again, Raiders defense was playing well. Uh, it was hard for him to get going uh, in the run game. So, I guess that's kudos to the Raiders defense. So, uh, I like what I've seen. Uh, we'll see as it goes on. 
uh, as the season progresses. Uh, A-Rod keeps saying he's going to come back in December. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see it when it happens. We'll believe it if it happens. But if not, this is their guy. They're going to ride with Zach Wilson the rest of the season. They can't make a trade because the deadline is over and ain't nobody in the free agency. And again, uh, Coach Sala already came out and, and stood on the table for him again after the game. He said, we're not changing quarterbacks. Zach's our guy. We had opportunities to win that game, which they did. Um, they just got to get it done. But again, it's got to be better play from the quarterback. Offensive line has to help out as well um, in that instance as well. So uh, we will see. Again, still a lot of football left, and they are really still in the hunt. Uh, next, we're going to get to the Thursday night game. It's going down, bro. Big game. Big time game tonight. Uh, 515 Amazon Prime. Baltimore versus Cincinnati, man. What, where, what do I say? Where do I start? Uh, let's start with the people who might be out for this game. Sam Hubbard is out for the Bengals. T. Higgins is out for the Bengals. And the rookie wide receiver, Andreas uh, Lavasa, uh, out of Harvard. Or is it Princeton? Princeton is out as well. Um, and then for Baltimore, Ronnie Stanley and the rookie Ty Simpson both will be out for this game. Um, with Devin DuVernay and Daryl Worley being questionable uh, on their end. But this is going to be a dogfight in Baltimore. Joe and them coming off of the loss. Both teams coming off losses, terrible losses. Games they both should have won. But shout out to those other teams for getting wins. Uh, the Browns and the Texans, big wins. Texans, yeah, I'll talk about the Texans more tomorrow. <laughs> On Football Friday, they'll get, they'll get my time tomorrow. But the Baltimore comes in with the number five scoring offense, fifth in points per game at 27 points per game. Uh, both defenses are pretty solid. The Bengals' defense is a top 15 defense, uh, only giving up 21 points per game. But the Ravens are first 15 points a game. That defense has been playing lights out. They're top five. They're top three in every in every statistical category on defense this season. Um, and it's 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 uh it's it's nice to see, man. They're looking like the real Ravens flock. Uh, 154 rushing yards a game, and they only allow 273 yards, which is second in the NFL. Uh, but the Bengals are first in the NFL in turnover differential because they don't really turn the ball over and their defense is opportunistic and they do get takeaways. They do get strip sacks. Uh, they have a told you they got the no name defense, just like Robert Flores got. Uh, I mean, Brian Flores got up, up in Minnesota that no name defense. The Bengals got like a no name defense. They got Hendrickson and uh, that's it. You know, and now all these other guys are just mid-level dudes that they play really, really well together. And uh, they all own like a link on this defense. Everybody knows what to do. And it's it's all on the string. And they all flow together. And uh, they play really, really well. I think this will be a good game. But I'm taking the Ravens at home. Lamar Jackson, OBJ, Zay, Flowers, uh, the gang, Keaton Mitchell, the rookie running back. I think they're going to have a good night tonight. I think it will be a very, very good, good game. And, um it shall be fun, but again, I'm taking I'm taking Baltimore, uh, I'm taking Baltimore at home, and then I'll have Big Chase answer tomorrow about who he picked. Uh, I I wait for his response, so we'll know what his we'll I'll go over the records tomorrow too because I haven't went over what our records are, so I'll go over our records too as we get a little bit over this halfway mark of the season. But again, I'm taking the Ravens at home on Thursday night. Um, again. And then the games for the week, I won't pick my winners today. I'll pick my winners tomorrow. Uh, but here are the games. We got Raiders at Dolphins. We got Titans at the Jags. Bucks at Niners. 
Bengals at Ravens. Bears at Lions. Chargers at Packers. Cowboys at Panthers. Giants at Commanders. Steelers at Browns. Jets at Bills. Seahawks at Rams. Vikings at Broncos. And then the Monday night game, Eagles Chiefs shall be a doozy. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll do my picks tomorrow. I'll do game breakdowns tomorrow. I told y'all I'm, I'm I'm in a rush today. I had to start early. I'm gonna be some things popped up. So again, tune in tomorrow for Football Friday. I'll break down our games: Titans game, Niners game, Raiders game. What we got to do to get a win. We'll also talk my winners and losers of the game. You know we're gonna talk college football with some big games over the weekend. Um, the college football playoff top 25 came out. My Seminoles are in there. We would make the playoff if it started today. We'll get into all of that much more. Uh, you already know, man. Just tune in, man. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. It's your boy D. Wood. Let me get up out of here. Y'all enjoy y'all day. I'll see y'all tomorrow. It's the Bring the Wood podcast. And I just brought the wood. Peace.